You're listening to the Ticker Podcast from IR Magazine, a roundup of this week's leading stories and industry comment from the world of investor relations, direct from our central London studio. This week on the Ticker Podcast, feedback for Asia-based IROs, a winning recipe for online IR, and a tribute to former Neary CEO, Lou Thompson. Welcome back to episode 54 of the Ticker Podcast. It's your weekly roundup of the top stories and headlines from around the world of investor relations. We're back in the IR Magazine studio. I'm Tim Human, and I'm joined today by Condice de Montpetit. Good morning, Condice. Hello, Tim. One of the reasons for the smaller group is because Garnet is now based in Spain. Yeah, and we're still in the basement. It's nice for some, isn't it? But don't worry, we'll be catching up with Garnet later on in the show. First up this week, we dive into the contentious world of US politics. Currently, US voters are having their say about who they'd like to be the Democrat and Republican nominees for president. But we thought we'd jump a step further ahead and ask, in our monthly online poll on iamagazine.com, who visitors would like the next US president to be. So what, uh, what are the results of this uh, controversial vote? Well, Hillary Clinton has come top with 40% of the vote. In second place is Donald Trump, taking 20% of the vote in our poll. Ted Cruz, who has now dropped out of the race, received the least votes in our poll with just 6.2%. The poll received 65 votes, so not a definitive take on the views of the IR profession, but an interesting snapshot of the views out there. We should note that anyone in the world could vote, not just US-based respondents. Worryingly, there seem to be a fair few Trump supporters out there in the IR world, just as there are in the general population. We're not going to name and shame, though. No, it's an anonymous poll, so don't worry anybody. So that's what IROs think about the US elections, but what do investors and analysts think about IROs, specifically IROs based in Asia? Uh, that's a question you've been looking into this week, Condis. Yes, I, I have a few tips for Asia-based uh, IROs wanting to improve their practice. So we've asked respondents to the survey for Asia Investor Perception Study to state the one area where they'd like to see change. And uh, 36%, those, so that's more than a third, replied financial reporting, disclosure and transparency. A Malaysian buy-side analyst said, uh, we want more detailed analysis at a glance instead of just a static P&L reporting. An Indonesian sell-side analyst added, it would be good to have consistent revenue and profitability breakdowns of each product. People based in China were particularly complaining about, guess what? <laughs> Transparency. Uh, a buy-side analyst begged local companies for no tricks and also urged them to go up a notch in terms of uh, honest communications. Other requests from Singapore include uh, quarterly English-language company reports and more disclosure about company debt. Very interesting findings. And what's the second main point of concern? Investors and analysts would like to see improvements in the IR role in general. Um, A quarter of respondents asked for better service and rapidity of response, reactivity to the share price, financial and industry knowledge, and uh, frequency in engaging with fixed-income investors, among other things. A buy-side analyst from Singapore says, uh, I want IROs to know how the company is placed in the market and how it's run. Instead, this is usually left to the CEO and CFO. A sales-side analyst from Taiwan would like an annual investor analyst day with all the business heads present. And uh, a Malaysian sales-sider said, analyst briefings should be more frequent, as should conference calls, site visits, and discussions with senior management. Okay, and what else could Asia-based IROs do better? Well, speaking of access to management, that's something respondents would uh, flag that as a, something they'd want to see more of. They'd also like to see improvements to IRO websites and uh, better use of technology in general. A buy-side analyst from Thailand uh, would like to see details from presentations on company websites, while a sales-sider from Hong Kong believes IROs should make more webcasts available for investors. 
Finally, the level of financial guidance and the quality of corporate governance were cited, with a sell-side analyst from China noting that we need to know what other responsibilities the members of senior management have outside the company. So very interesting findings there. And I think it's interesting to note that a lot of the areas are quite similar to what investors and analysts would like IROs to be doing wherever they're based in the world. Areas like responding quickly, access to management and, and holding great uh, investor events like Investor Days. Yes, but as you could see, the, the Asian investment community is, uh, is focused a lot on, on uh, disclosure and transparency. Well, thank you very much, Condice. Um, I should say that all that feedback and more can be found in the I Magazine Investor Perception Study Asia 2015-2016 which is available to professional subscribers to IR Magazine. Now we head over to Spain to hear from Garnet Roach, who has been taking a look at a new study into what works and what doesn't when it comes to online investor relations, including what works for specific types of investors and analysts, such as those considering a position and those already familiar with the firm they're looking at. Let's hear what she's been finding out. Yes, well, I've been looking at the revamped Bone Crags Index of Online Excellence, which was first launched in 2007, actually, but is now offering new insight into what works and what doesn't when it comes to online IR. While IR metrics have always been included for database subscribers, the London-based consultant Bone Crags & Co. is now publishing the list of which firms do online IR best, looking not just at the corporate website, but also at social media and other online tools. The Bone Crags co-founder, David Bone, notes that more than ever, the website is where it's at. So which company tops the index overall? Well, that would be Nestle, followed by Bayer and Eni, with Bowen Craig's staff compiling 10,000-plus word reports on each company to help whittle down the world's largest 200 firms by market cap to a top 30 list. But what about online IR? Well, Shell takes the top spot, with BP in second place and a further 10 companies sharing the third-place position. I spoke to David, and he also highlights a number of companies that cater particularly well to specific types of investors. He says, quote, Some companies provide really detailed material for analysts or other professionals looking at the company from an investment perspective. The leaders here are Eni, Nordea and Shell. Eni offers an impressive range of background materials for analysts, including an extensive strategy section, a downloadable Excel file and a sophisticated financial and operational charting tool. David continues, quote, Nordea has excellent briefing information backed up by detailed reports and a good contact page. Shell provides an exceptional array of background resources for analysts researching the company with a particularly impressive investor's handbook. Nordea also makes the top three when it comes to servicing analysts already knowledgeable about the bank, while David mentions Citigroup and ING here too. He says, quote, what marks these firms out is the exceptionally clear way they present current and archived data so professionals can very quickly find what they want. Citigroup's quarterly reportings, for example, are available from a single page that is above the fold, so users don't need to scroll down to find the information. And data has longevity too, going back as far as 2000 at Citigroup. David adds that, quote, as well as standard documents, all these groups provide Excel downloads and a webcast archive. In the firm's index overview, David also offers a few tips for improving online communications, including avoiding flashy trends. He says, quote, lack of budget can be a problem, but wasted budget is a worse one. What the best performers show is how to spend both money and time well. And you can read more about the findings from the Bowen Crags Index, including which 10 companies share that third place position in Garnet's story on our website now. Now we move on to a somber topic for the final part of the show today. Lou Thompson, the CEO of Neary from 1982 to 2006, died in March, age 77. At the I Magazine Awards in New York on March 31st, Doug Wilburn, Vice President of IR at Textron and a former Neary chairman, 
paid his respects to a leader who shaped the investor relations profession while sharing his warmth and friendship with generations of IROs. We've pulled the audio of this speech and are now going to play it for you on the ticker as it's a very fitting tribute to a real IR pioneer. Good evening. Tonight's event is a celebration of excellence, a happy event, always wonderfully orchestrated by Ian and the magnificent IR magazine team with high-tech AV and bright lights. The last week, we lost perhaps the brightest light to ever shine on our profession, our friend Lou Thompson. I met Lou at my first near annual conference in 1996 on the beach in Naples, Florida. He extended his hand, introduced himself, and proceeded to make me feel welcome and very excited to be starting a career in investor relations. And every subsequent interaction with Lou was exactly the same, always making me feel absolutely part of the organization, and even more importantly, highly valued. That was who Lou was, very much a man of inclusion. He loved people, and he loved this profession, which he nurtured and developed from a tiny organization of several hundred to the thousands of people who now comprise Neary and our profession. Lou was the CEO of Neary from 1982 until 2006. During those 25 years, his influence on the growth and the importance of our profession, as well as how we do our very jobs to this day, has been well recognized and documented. In fact, exactly 16 years ago at this event, Lou received IR Magazine's first ever Lifetime Achievement Award. I spoke earlier this week with Dick Morrill, one of the original founders of NERI, about Lou's indelible influence on the role of investor relations in our modern capital markets. And what about that role? In Dick's amazing way of saying things, investor relations is the apostle of full, fair, continuous, complete and timely communication with investors. It represents the conscience of the company. Yes, investor relations is a commendable, respected profession. And this is so much in large part thanks to Lou's towering passion and his leadership. So, because we knew Lou as a lover of people and fun times, Instead of a moment of silence, I ask you to please join me in a spirited round of applause to honor the ultimate apostle of investor relations, our mentor and our friend, Lou Thompson. That was Doug Wilburn speaking at the iMagazine Awards US 2016, paying a very fitting tribute to Lou Thompson. Well, I think that's just about all we've got time for on the ticker this week. Thanks, Condice, for joining me today. Thanks, Tim. 
and we'll be back next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to the Ticker Podcast from IR Magazine. For free access to all the latest global investor relations news and analysis, register at irmagazine.com or download the app.